Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Sports and weather. If you play fantasy sports, gamble on sports, or just care to make it interesting while watching sports, weather is a factor, almost always. Joining us today on Weather Geeks, Mark Maxwell, creator of sportsweather.com. I'm Chris Warren. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And first off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yes, I'm Mark Maxwell. Chris, thanks for having me on the show this morning. I'm based here in Tallahassee. I'm a lifelong Floridian. A sports enthusiast, a former Florida State graduate, have my own consulting business here uh, where I work with uh, legislative and governmental type entities. And I started sports weather about three years ago just as a just as a vision slash hobby of mine um, that I wanted to pursue. And so your day job is not weather related, right? That's correct. So what is it about weather and sports that, that got you excited to get this website together? Well, I've noticed the, the, the major growth in uh, fantasy football over the last several years. We've got the data shows over 56 million people in the United States and Canada alone play fantasy, daily fantasy football on the NFL primarily. And uh, there's more also Major League Baseball. Uh, then there is, you know, the, the Vegas aspect of gambling and the, and the fact that um, many states now are adding gambling to their casinos due to the recent uh, Supreme Court ruling that happened over the summer. Um, in the past, Congress had restricted sports betting only to Nevada, and that's changed, and other states are now picking that up. So there's a, there's a major market for information as it relates to, to fantasy football and to sports betting, and the weather aspect of it is just has not been available. Um, back when I was going to school in my earlier years, you know, we would have weather pools and actually have bets with the different guys and whatnot. And um, weather information is just not out there on how teams and players perform. Everywhere you look, it's just not available. So I decided to create create sportsweather.com to provide information to sports enthusiasts in a convenient manner where they didn't have it before, quite frankly. Now, was it solely to, you know, fill this need or this void that you thought was there? Or, I mean, is there an underlying drive for you for data and information and seeking uh, more truth when it comes to this kind of statistics? Yes, because, uh, well, obviously, um, you know, this is a venture startup for me. Obviously, you know, I'd like to actually make some money one day, even though it's kind of been slow to start off with. And when you look, there's just such a, a there's a vast array of information on, on teams and players, uh, but nothing that ties it back to weather. So if you look at, you can talk, you can determine well, this is what the weather was at kickoff. You know, it was sunny, 83 degrees, humidity was 30, wind was out of the south at two miles per hour. But as far as correlating that information uh, to team performance and player performance in a huge database over time, um, it, it's just a valuable piece of information because I've seen firsthand how humidity, extreme temperatures, either way, as well as wind and precipitation, can truly affect the outcome of a game, especially in the level of points scored during that game. So I want to get into all that, all the specific uh, weather elements. uh, But but first, before we get there, 
for those that just want to win this weekend, want to pick the the winner of the games, the over-under, start the right players, how does your website help people do that, sportsweather.com? Well, an individual would sign on to the, the website, sportsweather.com, and they would immediately, if they clicked on the NFL column, they would see all of the upcoming games for the weekend. And those that, that had a severe weather forecast implication would stand out because you would be, there would be a little flag by that, by that matchup. And then they, the individual could click on that matchup and they could see yeah, the forecasted weather by quarter. They could see immediately how each of those teams has performed straight up, win-loss uh, against the spread over and under in the current season, the last three seasons, the last 10 seasons uh, against those factors based on that forecasted weather. So w- once you have that level of detail, you can, you know, patterns start to, to, you know, stick out to you, right? So that's one thing that they could do. They also could go in and look at their favorite teams um, and, and, and select those to be in their favorites list. So if you, if you wanted to, to track the Miami Dolphins or the Green Bay Packers or uh, the Florida Gators or the Michigan Wolverines, those would be teams that you would have in your favorites list, meaning both three hours before kickoff and one hour before kickoff, you would get a customized um, weather forecast if there's a severe weather implication. And severe weather to us, if this, the heat index is over 90 or the heat in feels like temperature, so to speak, is below 30, if you have a wind of greater than 14 miles an hour or an 80% plus chance of precipitation, we consider those three factors as, as severe weather. So immediately those individuals would get a text that, that in, indicate that's coming up. So if you're an avid sports better, you would obviously follow every single team in both leagues, right? So you would always have that information right at your fingertips uh, in a way that you can use it. If you're a fantasy, we can talk about that, I guess, at the next level on fantasy. Okay, yeah, and we'll certainly get into that with the individual players, which I think is absolutely fan, uh, fascinating. Uh, but first off, this is uh, your first season, 2018, if I'm correct. And what have you noticed so far? Does it work? Does it make a difference? Well, I mean, we've, we've got predictions that we release to, to folks who want that higher tier of subscription. And um, the over and under, as far as the total point scores, we're doing very, very well. We're over over 60%. And, and that, you know, that's what we've noticed I've noticed personally in the data, as you dig into the historical database, you can really see when there's a quarter inch of of rain or half an inch of snow that actually happens during the event. Teams always, not always, but a line share of the time, score below the total points uh, forecasted by Vegas for that game. So that seems to be the sweet spot so so far, uh, the over-under total. Um, but, you know, obviously, once you analyze the data, you can d- determine, make your own decisions. So I just wanted this to be a resource, not not a silver bullet for everything for, for sports bettors and fantasy players, but just an additional piece of information for them to have in their research process, because some of these people are very, very serious about this. And, and uh, so you say it's one more tool in the toolbox. Uh, I know some people that are into sports betting, and they look at things of, is it a primetime game? Is, is it a home game? That sort of, is it inside? Is it outside? So you're saying just one more of those factors. Yeah. And one thing we have excluded, uh, as far as dome data, te- teams that play in domes or games that occur in domes are not part of this database. So why would they be? Because, I mean, you you know, the, the temperature and the climate is pretty much set uh, in those situations. We want to look at, outdoor venues how teams are performed outside but do you consider those teams for when they do play 
We're going to add that at, at the moment. That's not data that we do show, but we're going to add, a, a, you know, that that historical data as well that shows how they do in Dons. But let's see, that's one of those pieces of data that's already available multiple, multiple sites. We wanted to provide something that's not available anywhere else. What are your sports you currently doing? Is it NFL football and uh, college football? College football, NFL, Major League Baseball. This spring will be obviously our first year that we've, you know, we've actually marketed and released the Major League Baseball. We've been, you know, been playing around with all of these leagues for several years, and this has been a, a multi-year process to launch, as any technology project is. I understand. And which sports do you think has the biggest reliance on weather? Where can weather throw the the biggest wrench in the mix? Do you think we've seen the biggest impact on college football? in matches where there is a heavy, heavy range. That's where we've seen the biggest. Now, one problem that you do have in college and in pro, if there's lightning, what do they do? They delay the game, right, for at least 20 minutes or there's some period of time that they have to delay the game. So if it's a lightning mixed in the storm, uh, that can be a problem because they delay the event, the rain's gone, it doesn't affect the scoring as much when they resume play if there's no more rain. So that's, that's, that can be a risk if you're relying solely on precipitation impacting. But most cases, uh, that's not the case. Most cases, there's not lightning involved. But it does occur sometimes. No, I was going to say, when, when looking at Vegas, they make their lines. And Vegas doesn't look like they're going out of business anytime soon. Uh, my question is, uh, does Vegas consider the weather when uh, they, they put their line out there? Or do you think they consider it enough, maybe? Well, they, what happens is nat- there's a natural change in, in the total based on how money is moving, correct? So there's a lot of people betting on the over or under or whatever that they move the line the other direction to compensate because they want 50% of the investments made on both sides of that spread, so to speak. But the, the lines generally come out on Tuesday morning, where they always do for the upcoming week's games for college and pro. So they, they sometimes fine-tune, but I've noticed, and we've done the research on this as well, of course, that the lines move very little. So you may have a 58 total point spread on, on Tuesday morning, and when you get to Saturday and now it's a 100% chance of rain, it may have moved to 56.5. Uh, and it may have moved to 56.5 on, on, on Wednesday the next day, and it hasn't really changed much since you got closer and closer to the weather event. Uh, so they do not always compensate for that, and especially in, in some of the small – you know, they do more so in the NFL – but less so uh, in college football. So this potentially could give you an edge over Vegas. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the convenience of it. I mean, you know, uh, it's just as you move through the application, you know, folks will discover amazing details and stats on teams and players and weather. For example, you may find that a quarterback's pass rating is maxed out at 158 when the temperatures are between 20 and 34 degrees or wide receivers' total receptions are actually higher in winds of 10 to 18 miles an hour than with no wind. Uh, and you may find some ten- teams are undefeated in the last three years when the temperature is between 80 and 89 degrees. Uh, so it's really some, you know, you can really see some really cool insights to the data. And if you're looking at sitting a player or, or playing a player on fantasy, that could, you know, that little extra nugget of information could make you uh, or break you. 
Okay, so those are some specifics uh, I want to get into here, talking about uh, any surprises you've seen that perhaps any players that have gone uh, against what you might typically think. Uh, What about players going from a warm climate to a cold climate? Does that always hold up? Is it more difficult for players? And perhaps vice versa. Do players going from a warm climate uh, or a cold climate to a warm climate, uh, do they have issues? So those are some of the things I want to talk to you coming up here. Well, on teams, let's take it back to teams instead of players for the moment. We definitely notice uh, in college football in September, in uh, late August, when you have those first three or four college football games, if you have teams that are from low humidity climates, you know, in the north, coming to the south to play, especially in Florida or Louisiana, where you may have 95% humidity on a Saturday, those teams, I mean, they struggle to cover the spread, and they, they struggle, especially if you do a second-half uh, wager against the spread on the second half. Those defenses are usually exhausted. So if you have a team that's a, a fairly good offensive team playing at home in the south, especially in the, the heat and humidity, those teams seem to do much better. Uh, and, 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 and if you have a team from the south that's going and playing you know, in, in the middle part of the country in the fall when it's not extreme cold but just very pleasant weather. They're, you know, these guys are used to playing in, you know, 85 to 95 degree temperature with high humidities. You know, they get an extra boost of energy because they're in a, in, and even though they're away many times, and, you know, the spread's always determined for the home or away team. So if you're the away team, you usually, you know, have a, a negative three-point disadvantage just added to wherever the total the, the, the spread would be. So the home team's always given three points. Away team's taken, loses three points as a rule of thumb. Uh, but we've noticed that some of these teams from the south uh, tend to do well, especially when they're going early season, mid-season to the areas where there's low humidity. Um, so it's, 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 it's interesting when you drill down into the data. And, I, you know, I just, I'm a data geek. And at some point, you know, we'd like to, we may just make this information, uh, much of this available uh, for free at some point. Like I said, we're still doing some test marketing. We're very pleased uh, with, with the excitement that we've seen so far. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We are talking with Mark Maxwell, creator of SportsWeather.com, a data-driven weather service created to give sports gamblers and fantasy players a competitive edge, an increasingly popular and lucrative niche in the world of sports. And Mark, you, you mentioned that players going from a warm climate to a cold climate actually do better when I think a lot of people, when they watch, they say, the last thing I want to do is be outside when it's cold. Can you explain a little bit more about that aspect of it, how some of the southern teams going north into the cold actually do better. Well, the, as I was saying, if, if as long as it's not extreme cold, right? If it's the if it's the right type of uh, the, the range of I would say between thirty four degrees and, and fifty nine degrees, it seems to be a sweet spot where some of those teams tend to do better if they're from really hot weather climates, uh, just because of the extra energy and. and because the weather's not exhausting, so they're used to practicing and playing every day in exhausting temperature, and they just it gives you more energy because you're not having that heat constantly pulling the energy away from you. 
and you have the reverse effect, obviously, when the team that's coming from the north to the south. As far as we, you asked about players and some interesting aspects on players, I'll just there's a couple here that I pulled right before uh, we started started this interview. Uh, if, for Ben Roethlisberger, for example, and if you look at his career pass rating, it's at his complete highest when uh, there's heavy precipitation, whether it's like at least a quarter inch of rain or half an inch of snow. He has his highest uh, passing rating in his entire career, which is interesting. That's very interesting. And so that's where the data comes in, isn't it? It's more than just a rule of thumb where quarterbacks, you would think, have a harder time when the ball's slippery and receivers have a harder time catching the ball when it's wet. But in fact, Roethlisberger on the Pittsburgh Steelers actually does better. And that's interesting. And another piece, uh, you know, Tom Brady, I mean, he's good. You know, he's like Superman, right? But his highest career pass rating, uh, surprising, is uh, when the wind speeds are 19 miles an hour and above. And it's very difficult. I mean, that just shows how good the guy is. I mean, it's very difficult to, to throw an accurate pass in those kind of wins. Uh, and as a rule of thumb, you would look at sports weather, and you can. it's very clear that passing teams do not do well when it's windy, and they, then they have to rely more on the run. And, and that's just another piece of information. If you, if you understand in general that passing teams don't do well in the wind and, that, and, you're, and, you're, and they're playing, let's say, a running team, you want to – what do you want to do? You want to take the running team, right? right. <laughs> so it's, it's some interesting, interesting information. And when, when I was saying earlier about from actually using the application, you pick your favorite. So you also would pick your favorite players that you want to follow uh, and get alerts to, or just have a, a, a one place where you could actually click on a, on a button and see your list of favorite players and how they, they perform in certain weather conditions and how they how they perform in the forecasted uh, upcoming games, forecasted conditions. You can also, we have the long-term weather forecast built in there. So if you're a season-long fantasy player, you could look at every single upcoming match from the beginning from the beginning of the season to the end. And and those are you know those are based on you know average climate data and, and, and whatnot to come up with those long-term forecasts. But you can get some idea. But, well, you know maybe you want to maybe based on this your schedule, you may not want to play player X X just because of where they're playing uh, on this day. And we know they don't play well on this kind of weather, which is expected to be that time of year. Uh, so it, it's pretty interesting. And you do need to know something about your team, too, that, that you're, you're thinking of because of the exceptions, right? Like Roethlisberger and like Brady, who can do better in adverse conditions. Right? Like, like you said, you need to know if your team is a running team or if that team's a passing Absolutely. team, right? Absolutely. So when you look at all the different types of weather, whether it's wind, rain, and when it's cold, when it's warm, have you noticed a difference uh, in the impact on the game? Like which one of those weather elements has the biggest impact? Precipitation, without question. Now, is there a difference between rain or snow? Well, we measure it both ways. I mean, uh, if it's snow, we measure the density of the snow. And, and this is a water accumulation table. That, and it's kind of getting into a lot of detail, but there is... They're both rain. If it's a quarter inch or more, that's when it really makes a difference uh, throughout the game. Snow, obviously, more than an inch really makes a difference. If it's heavy wind blowing snow, these guys, I mean, <laughs> the, the total could be 40 points projected by Vegas. And it was interesting. There was a Buffalo game last year. I think the total was like 39.5. And I think they scored 12 points during the entire game. So if, if you had sports weather and you're monitoring that particular matchup, 
you would have seen right away that, hey, you know, we need to take take the under for the whole game, the first half and the second half unders. Uh, none of – all of those went below the total. The whole game, the first half and the second half, all three were under the total. Maybe only have two games like that, Chris, in the entire season. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, this year we've had more, I think, because of tropical storms and hurricanes and some of the winter great northerners that we've had so far this year that have come through. It's had a much weather has had a much greater impact on on these sports than it has in the past, and with the weather seeming to be more and more unpredictable and severe uh, due to whatever reason, um, I think there's going to be a, a greater greater need for this resource for individuals who are interested in, in, in fantasy football and sports betting. Now, do you think are there any teams, college or pro, that just simply based on their location of where they are are at a disadvantage or at an advantage because of the weather? I mean, you know, obviously, I think yeah, Green Bay and Buffalo are at a major advantage when it's very cold or high, 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 high snow chance because they're just used to it. I mean, that's their backyard, right? Um, and on the extreme ends of it, right? So when you have 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 the very cold, they do much better. And and we've noticed in teams like University of Florida, Florida State University, Georgia. I mean, those guys. Hey, when you have Tennessee coming down to play in that extreme temperature in the early fall, I mean, they just just do not do well. Even though when they have great great athletes and great teams, and you know the spread always supposedly makes up to, for the difference, right? In in talent. But the weather is an unpredictable factor that the spread doesn't always account for. And you did mention, though, that the warm players do actually like to go play in the cold. Like you said, that oppressive humidity in Florida, just because they're used to it doesn't mean they like it, right? Correct. And like I say, I mean, they get there and and they just seem to. In many cases, it didn't always across the board. But if you study the data, you you will see, uh, and one can see how they seem to do do better and pick up that extra bit of energy because they're used to having to carry that extra humidity and, and temperature and you know around when you're in pads and, and multiple layer of clothes and jerseys and helmets. Right, it just kind of drags you down, even though you're in good shape. And but that's the same reason they do well against the northerner teams in the, in the in the hotter weather. So. That, that's an interesting aspect of it as well. Is there yes. anything else about the cold or the warm that people don't necessarily account for or fully understand when it comes to weather and sports? Well, it's interesting. Uh, when it's cold, you know, the air is thicker. So it's actually harder uh, to kick a ball further uh, for field goals. So, you know, it's long distance in a close game where you may have really good defenses where you expect the score to be 12 to 9. Um, or 15 uh, to 12, the ball is doesn't travel as far in the colder weather because it's thicker, which you would think that would maybe be the opposite. Uh, humidity and is actually thinner air when it's hot, um, and, and the ball travels more. So if you have a passing game and a kicking game, uh, you're generally going to do better um, in the hotter, higher humidities than the extreme cold uh, where you have thicker air, which is – something that uh, people would not automatically think would be true. So so looking at this uh, from a strategic a- aspect, as the, as the year goes on, could you say then that a running team is going to do better later in the season? That's an interesting question. We have, we have all this data, and we're just starting to analyze some of it from that perspective. 
Uh, but I would imagine that would be the case. Based on based on the, the, the initial findings. And so anytime the ball's in the air, it's better when it's warm. And on the ground, better when it's cold, too. And I think also when you think of factors like the rain and the wind when it's cold, uh, the less transaction of the ball, you know, from a farther distance, the more, you know, room for mistakes there is if there's a lot of that transaction. So throwing the ball is a lot more room for mistakes, isn't there? There is. And then, you know, from a quarterback's perspective, I mean, it's cold. I mean, your hands are cold. You can't really throw a ball with a glove on, correct? And uh, you have all kind of challenges. So if you're a passing team, so you, you're sitting at extreme cold weather, extreme wind, playing a good, solid running team, you know, you're at a – the data does show that you're at a, at a disadvantage, especially on win-loss as well as uh, covering uh, against the spread. And we also – it's not as – is not as prevalent as it is on precipitation, but you gen- generally tend to score score less points uh, in the extreme cold as well and wind. Are there any games that stand out so far this season where you're like, yes, we saw that coming and it happened or anything that surprised you? I have all my notes here from, from before, but there was a game uh, that South Carolina played near the end of the season. And it didn't really surprise me. That's one we actually did a prediction that the, the team would hit the the under, the total point score would hit the under, and it was, you know, it was it, it was forecasted to start raining midway through the game, and it started like midway through the second quarter, and it rained and it rained and it rained and it rained, and those guys, I think, this total score they scored less than much less than the total, and I don't have it on the top of my head. I think it was twenty eight to three or something like that. Uh, and then we've seen, we've seen, obviously, and I don't have them right in front of me, but we've seen multiple college and NFL games, uh, especially in the last few weeks that, that have, uh, have hit, gone under the total due to, due to the weather. Especially if you have the perfect storm, so to speak, where you have 22 knot winds and it's, you know, the feels like temperature is 15 degrees and it's snowing. <laughs> I mean, it's like, this is like, 90% chance they're going to go on, under on the total on, on a game like that, even if that Vegas says the total set at 34. I mean, many times those will be, you know, single-digit scores on each side of the equation. In a moment, I want to talk about uh, the future of the site, where you see it in five years, uh, possible new ads, uh, new sports on the way. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are talking with Mark Maxwell, creator of SportsWeather.com, a data-driven weather service created to give sports gamblers and fantasy players a competitive edge. And right now, Mark, the site has uh, baseball, NFL, and college football. What's the future of the site? What would you like to add? And what's available? What can you add? Well, we were, we're looking at that now. I'd like to uh, eventually go into professional European soccer. And that's, you know, soccer is, I think, is probably the number one sport that's played outside in the world. Uh, there's a lot of interest, you know, in, in European soccer. So that's 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 would probably be our next place that we would go. But any and all things related to sports. I mean, at some point maybe we'll do uh, college baseball, NASCAR, uh, other other sports for have a, that have a high 
viewing rate as well as a high interest rate as far as betting, you know, and gambling. I mean, horse racing's not out of the question either. Um, we know whether it impacts any, you know, all aspects of our lives, and it does that the same as sports. So when compiling this data, how, how do you do it? I mean, how, how do you find each individual player, their performance and the weather? I mean, is it, is it tedious? Well, you, know, you, have to, you have to license the database. So we license um, from the weather company, which is IBM. We license uh, weather forecasting observed as well as the forecasted data uh, for each of the venues. We also uh, have had to do some, obviously pull some historical data using some of the tools IBM has to offer to go back 10 years. We've gone back 10 years on, on baseball, 10 years on NFL, and we're working on the 10-year database for college, which is a little bit trickier because there's so many more venues. Uh, and then there's, you know, there's other data reporting services that, perform, that report the uh, performance of teams and players. Uh, and so we've had to marry all of that data together. It's a massive, massive database. We follow the players uh, regardless of where they play, you know, whatever team, if they played for the Dolphins, if a quarterback played for the Dolphins one year and then Tampa Bay for four and Green Bay for three, we've, we've accumulated all of that data and sorted it out by the different weather at those games that that player played in and how they performed in, to the granular data of, Determining the receptions, uh, you know, fantasy points earned, all just all sorts of detailed data. It's very, very interesting, and, and it's interesting that we've been able to pull that together because uh, that's that's another piece that's just not that's not available in any any form or fashion. Mark, do you have a large staff? This sounds like a lot of work. We've got. I think there's, there's three of us. Wow. <laughs> it's been a lot of work, Chris. I, you know, when I first got this idea, and I didn't tell you that story, I meant to tell you that at the beginning, I was doing some business development work for uh, WeatherStem, a, a friend of mine, Mr. Edmund Surrey, that has been on Weather Geeks before, talking about WeatherStem. And um, he's, WeatherStem, he's got these, you know, Davis Weather Instrument panels and, and collection devices uh, that he uses to create these WeatherStem devices. And he, he installed one uh, in College Town, which is an area right near uh, Duck Campbell Stadium here at Florida State University. And it's facing, it had, and, and, and when you go on the WeatherStem side, you can pull the different units, and they all have, generally all have a, a cloud cam and a sky cam. So you can see a beautiful picture, a live picture of Duck Campbell Stadium uh, from the distance. And you can see, the, obviously, exactly what was going on above the stadium, you know, the cloud cover. And I said, that's when the, the idea hit me. I said, you know what? It would be so cool to have something like this or the data that you could gather from, from a device like this available to people who are sports enthusiasts, hobbyists. You know, they're interested in the data for whatever reason. You not be, may not be a gambler. You're just interested in the data. And um, so that gave me the idea. So that was, I think, three and a half years ago. We, we started on the sports weather endeavor, and it's, it's taken a lot of work, and uh, we've done it slowly. Uh, we've done it the right way. Uh, and we've got some very talented programmers that, fortunately, that have been able to pull this together, and it was not an easy thing to develop at all. Over the past three years, have you learned anything uh, new about sports, the weather, or yourself in this process? I've learned that I had to be very, very patient um, with technology. You know, and I've, I've seen from the side, you'll, you see newspaper articles where this, this governmental agency got this project that they were supposed to install, and it was 
supposed to cost four million, but it cost forty million, and it was three years late. I can kind of understand where they're coming from now, <laughs> because uh, it, it hasn't been easy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've enjoyed it. Uh, the entrepreneur thing is something I've always wanted to do. Hopefully, I can quit my day job one day and, and just focus on sportsweather.com. So, where do you see? I mean, do you see something maybe in five years? Where do you see the site? My my vision is we'll have a very good app that'll be available either on the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's very, very mobile friendly. Right now we are mobile friendly, uh, but we're working on the quirks of it. And so when, you're cha- when you change the major platform, we're adding different pieces of data and how data is presented. So we're still on version 1.0. I think at version 2.0, hopefully by next fall, we'll have a really robust app that people can use that makes it much more easier to use on a tablet or phone. Uh, and then it add more and more stuff, you know, uh, information to people that, that may be of use. So we're evaluating those different different aspects of what what's meaningful to individuals who actually just want to truly watch the game or what's meaningful for individuals who, who are, are betting on, on fantasy or, or, or doing sports betting. So how, how would people use it? How much does it cost? Uh, is there a free side? That sort of a thing. It's free. Uh, anyone can sign up for a seven-day free trial and, and receive every aspect of, of, of sports weather from their predictions to the fantasy analysis to the player analysis to the uh, the team analysis. And it's and as they go in there, they can look. It's real convenient. You can see the actual the, the area above the stadium, uh, you know, if it's raining, if it's snowing, uh, a forecast, like I say, for each and every team, uh, the player performance for, for, for the forecast of weather conditions. It's like less than $10 a year for people who are interested in fantasy data. Uh, it's less than $150 a year if you're interested in, in the predictions. And it's less than $30 a year if you just want the, 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 the data on the teams and, the, and, and, and do your own research. If you're one of those people who like to roll up their sleeves and do their own research, it's, it's very reasonably priced. Uh, and it's some just really, really cool information. If you have a team that you're following and your favorites or a player, you do get a text alert sent to your phone. Two hours before kickoff, one hour before kickoff. And you also would get the any predictions that sports weather's uh, system has identified as something worth you know looking at or maybe placing a wager on. You would also get a, a prediction one hour to two hours before kickoff uh, sent to your phone in the form of a text, which is very exciting to us. And you were going down talking about the how the data is, is so specific, about a quarter of an inch of rain. And that information is available, I'm hearing, on one tier, but the other tier is almost passive. You can actually just receive the alerts and know which games will be impacted by weather. Is that correct? Right. If you want to just, if you just want it presented to you, right, on a silver platter, you could, yeah, you would get a text alert that would say, hey, you know, Chris, this, this is going to be 95% chance of rain. The wind's 18 miles an hour at this weekend's, you know, Buffalo versus Giants game. Uh, which is very convenient. So part of the reason I developed this was more of a, was a, as a tool for convenience instead of having, you know, individuals who are really into to sports and following teams being forced to go to multiple places. Oh, let's look at this team. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Well, how have they done? Let's go in and see how they've done this year. You know, was it raining or snowing at that, that event? It's all presented in, 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 in the alert fashion to you. If you don't want to do the homework yourself, it's presented to you uh, in a very convenient format when there's severe weather implication involved. 
So I know there's a lot of data also about, you know, the users of your website. Uh, any of the analytics coming back of, like, who uses your website, which regions of the country are most interested in this type of information? We've done very limited marketing at this point. Most of it has been on social media. We've, we've got, you know, we looked at the, I was looking at the Google Analytics uh, yesterday. It's interesting you asked this question, and, and there's quite a bit of interest, obviously, from the Northeast where we have quite a few NFL teams, right? And there's quite a bit of interest from coming out of Texas and Florida. Uh, but like I said, I think most of our users so far are Texas, Florida, New York, New Jersey, um, those states, Pennsylvania, a lot of interest in those areas so far. And we're, we're so excited about this. Yeah, what is most exciting for you about this? It's exciting that, that when people sign up and, and they send you, wow, this is cool, and you'll get tested. We've gotten a few testimonials about how this has really helped people uh, make decisions on how they were going to do their fantasy lineups, and they actually won money on, on DraftKings due to uh, their sports weather uh, information that they received for, for a player. So that, that makes me feel good because that was the whole vision uh, as well. And um, – and then when, you know, when we also send these forecast uh, predictions, when we do a prediction in, uh, on a total in it or, or, or a win or win loss against the spread and, and we get good feedback. Uh, sometimes we've gone, we've gone 4-0 some days. And it was interesting, the first NFL um, predictions we made, the first 12, were, were, we won. It was 12 and we were 12-0, and zero and, which was I said, man, well, maybe we're on to something here. <laughs> and it's fallen off a little bit. We're still over 50%, but uh, the 12 and I start was uh, real surprising for me. We're building, you know, we're fine-tuning an analytical database that hopefully we'll be able to, to have a weather matters type index, the WMI is what I'm thinking, what we may call it, uh, which will show, you know, a, an index for players and maybe even teams uh, that team seem, seem to be more impacted by the upcoming weather for the for the match that's coming up on that weekend now is that more just to simplify the process for the user yes it is and it, you know we were, there's proprietary algorithms that we're currently using to do the predictions but that would be more of a fine-tuned uh, algorithm and an index that would be available on players uh, so very very excited about that being in the 2.0 version of sports weather now, I know we're, you know, getting closer to your baseball season. You're going to have to focus on that. But is there anything in the football offseason that you've learned from this season that you're going to work on for next year? Well, you know, marketing, you know, we're doing test marketing and, and types, different types of ways to, to approach our audiences. So I, I would say my marketing people are taking all of that information in on what works and what doesn't uh, to present it to a potential baseball audience. Um, but it's, it's, you know, we know there's a lot of people out there. It's just reaching those folks and getting in front of the right people and like making them understand the value of the tool and what it can do for them uh, is, is, has been the challenge so far. And uh, that's what we'll be working on with, with Major League Baseball coming in the spring. But you, but you feel pretty good with the data so far and the way everything has worked and the way you've married the, uh, the players' performances and the data that's come in with the wind and the rain and the cold and the warmth. So your tool, you feel pretty confident in it then? Very confident. And, you know, Chris, we, we, you know, we collect a lot more data elements than those three that you just named and, 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 and determining that. And hopefully we'll be able to at some point determine the wind, the wind direction, how that may affect uh, – you know, because now in 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 game 
in-game playing and betting is becoming a big deal. We actually can, you know, make a wager on what the next play is going to be or what's, what's going to happen in the next quarter. So, you know, you can't always determine which way the, the team's going to be moving down the field based on who's going to, who wins the toss, right? So you, you, some of these things you cannot forecast until after you know who's won the toss. Um, but as far as wind direction, if there's a kicker, have a tendency to, to overcompensate when the wind's blowing from the south or from his left as he kicks the ball versus his right and those kind of details and, and data, that we're collecting that too and hopefully we'll be able to present that uh, little nugget of information to users in the future. And users in the future uh, currently can go to NFL, college, and baseball. And you mentioned you wanted to add uh, soccer as well, a huge international sport, of course, also NASCAR. Are there any outdoor sports where weather is not a factor or the data is too complicated that you would just stay away from in the future? Well, I mean, that's a good question. Horse racing, um, that's one. I don't know if I'd stay away from it or not. we haven't collected that data. That could be could be one of those. I'm just trying to think out loud what else could be there. You know, you've got cricket over in over in England, uh, in, in polo and those sorts of things. I don't think we're going to go go there at any time in the future, but it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what is uh, is there anything else that we we haven't added? I'll give you a, a few moments to give a sales pitch for your uh, site. It sounds very interesting, and you've done a lot of hard work, Mark. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I would just encourage individuals to come check out the site, uh, sportsweather.com, and uh, sign up for the seven-day free trial and, 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 and just go in and dig into the data and pick their teams. So definitely, if you sign up for the trial, be sure to uh, select your favorite teams and your favorite players. So that way, you'll be guaranteed to get the text alerts based on the severe weather or any prediction that we may release. So if you don't, if you don't put in your cell phone number, you will not receive the text alerts. Uh, and then go in and look, you know, go in and look on Saturday morning, on Sunday morning before the, most of the NFL games are played and just take a look at, at the convenience of how the weather's laid out, how the data's laid out, how you can see the, the radar for each, each venue over, over the stadium as far as rain, sleet, or snow. It's very, very cool, and I encourage people to, to check it out. All right, creator of sportsweather.com, Mark Maxwell. Thank you so much for joining us on Weather Geeks. Thank you, Chris. Till next time, thank you for listening. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.